All right, hi, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Vondran Legal Hour. Okay, Attorney Steve here. We got some breaking news, breaking IP news out of SCOTUS. SCOTUS, Supreme Court of the United States. Supreme Court of the United States, SCOTUS ruling. All right, so we had a big case here. Everybody was waiting to see what was going to happen. Oracle versus Google. And uh, Google was kind of on the defensive on this one because they had copied 12,500 lines of Oracle code, SunJava uh, SE API, uh, Application Program Interface. So um, there was copying, there was a copyright, and so Oracle brought suit. Um, and this case went all the way up to the Supreme Court, and it ended here. We thought the decision was going to come a couple weeks Later, but here it is, folks. And so um, Google was found not liable on a fair use defense, uh, which, is, which is not something you always see in regard to software. But remember, software can be um, kind of a functional. It's a functional application that does something. So, um, but yeah, Google took uh, 11, what's it, 11, 12,500 lines of code, but it was only 0.04 percent of the total API, which consisted of millions of millions of lines. So um, like any other case, the court went through any other fair use case, that is, the court went through the four factor defense uh, very, uh, very succinctly, I might add. And so I'm going to just read a little bit of that to you here so you can hear that and uh, get it firsthand. So this is right from the case. Case says Oracle America Inc. owns a copyright in Java SE a computer platform that uses the popular Java computer programming language. In 2005, Google acquired Android and sought to build a new software platform for mobile devices to allow the millions of programmers familiar with the Java programming language to work with its new Android platform. Google copied 11,500 lines of code okay, uh, from the Java SE program. The copied lines are part of a tool called an Application Programming Interface, API. An API allows programmers to call upon pre-written computing tasks for use in their own programs. Over the course of protracted litigation, the lower courts have considered whether Java's SE's owner could copyright. So that was one of the questions. Could you copyright uh, computer code lines um, from the API? And two, if so whether Google's copying constituted a permissible fair use of the material freeing Google from copyright liability. So if you have fair use, as we've mentioned, which is a statutory right, which ends up getting raised as a defense, it's kind of a weird thing, um, this, is, this is what you're looking at. So the court went through the four-factor test. This is the United States Supreme Court, 6-2 decision, and found in favor of Google fair use defense. They went through the, um, I'm going to go here real quick, if I can get to it, of course, and go to the factors. So the court talks about um, Section 107, the fair use laws, and the court says the doctrine of fair use is flexible and takes account of changes in technology. Computer programs differ to some extent from many other copyrightable works, because computer programs always serve a functional purpose. 
Because of these differences, fair use has been an important role to play for computer programs by providing a context-based check that keeps the copyright monopoly afforded to computer programs within lawful bounds. So the court said we're going to go over the uh, four-factor test. The court said it uh, does not violate a plaintiff's um, right to a jury trial by having the judge make the ruling, the, the, make the call on the fair use factor test. And that's exactly what happened here. So the judges went ahead and made the decision. Um, and here's what we have. This is your boilerplate. If you have copyright law class coming up, this is what you're going to want to be saying. But the court talked to determine whether Google's limited copying of the API here constitutes fair use, the court examines the four guiding factors set forth in the Copyright Act's fair use provision. So there are four factors you look at. One, the purpose and character of the use. Two, the nature of the copyrighted work. Three, the amount and substantiality of the portion used in relation to the copyrighted work as a whole, and four, the effect of the use upon the potential market for or the value of the copyrighted work. So that's section 107. That's your four, your four uh, factors that the courts will look, look at in every fair use case, at least they should. And the court uh, cited the Campbell versus Cuff Rose music case. Um, so going to the factors, we'll go through these real quick. The nature of the work favors fair use. So factor one favors fair use. The copied lines of code are part of a user interface that provides a way for programmers to access pre-written computer code through the use of simple commands. As a result, this code is different from many other types of code, such as the code that actually instructs the computer to, whoops, got cut off here, to execute a task. As part of that interface, the copied lines are inherently bound together with uncopyrightable ideas. The overall organization of the API and the creation of the new creative expression, the code independent written, written by Google. So they wrote the Android operating system and uh, used some of the code to do it, okay? So court said, given these differences, application of fair use here is unlikely to undermine the general copyright protection that Congress provided for computer programs. So court said, no, we can still, uh, essentially, uh, copyrightable material for programs, but when you get to these little pieces of code that everybody's familiar with, the court allowed it to be uh, a fair use. It's section one, the first First prong, the fair use set test was satisfied. Fair use step two, the inquiry into the purpose and character of the use turns in large measure on whether the copying at issue was transformative, whether it adds something new with a further purpose or a different character. Court said yes, it did. Google's limited copying, keep that word in mind, limited when you're talking about fair use. You only want to be taken as much as you need. Google's limited copying of the API is a transformative use. So the court said they did. They took the code, transformed it into something new. Okay, so it's very important as well, transformative. Google copied only what was needed to allow programmers to work in a different computing environment without discarding a portion of a familiar programming language. Google's purpose was to create a different task-related system for different computing environments, smartphones, and to create a platform, the Android platform, 
that would help achieve and popularize that objective. The record demonstrates numerous ways in which implementing, re-implementing an interface can further the development of computer programs. Google's purpose was therefore consistent with the creative progress that is basic constitutional objective of copyright itself. Okay. Um, court discussed Google copied approximately 11,500 lines of declaring code from the API, which amounts to virtually all of the declaring code needed to call up hundreds of different tasks. Those 11,500 lines, however, are only 0.4% of the entire API at issue, which consists of 2.86 million total lines. Court says in considering the amount and substantiality of the portion used in this case, this is the third factor, um, the 11,500 lines of code should be viewed as one small part of the considerably greater whole, and referring to Oracle. So a very, very small portion was taken as part of an interface. The copied lines of code are inextricably bound to other lines of code, that are accessed by programmers. Google copied these lines not because of their creativity or their beauty, but because they would allow programmers to bring their skills to a new smartphone computing environment. The substantiality factor weighs in favor of a fair use. As we're here, the amount of copying was tethered to a valid and transformative purpose. Tethered, I like that word. And finally, the effect on the market also court said weighed in favor of Google. So Google had a clean sweep on all the factors, wasn't even close. The fourth factor, the effect of the market for the value of the copyrighted work. That would be referring to the value of Oracle's Sun Java application, their code. Are you, are you messing with their competition? Are you cutting out their competition? And court said no. Um, when taken, let's see, whoops. Let me just give you that last piece. The court says the record showed that Java SE's copyright holder would benefit, would not, wouldn't be hurt, but it would actually benefit from the re-implementation of its interface into a different market. So the court found even the opposite. No effect on the market would actually benefit them, if anything else. Um, and again, this was a suit for $8 billion, a, B with a, a billion with a B. So this was a big, big deal here. Um, court says when taken together, these consider considerations demonstrate that the fourth factor also weighs in favor of a fair use. The fact that the computer programs are primarily functional makes it difficult to apply traditional copyright concepts in that technological world. Applying the principles of the court's precedents and Congress's codification of the fair use doctrine to the distinct copyrighted work here, the court concludes Google's copying of the API to re-implement a user interface, taking only what was needed to allow users to put their accrued talents to work in a new and transformative program constituted a fair use of that material as a matter of law. So the judge says it's a law. Uh, in reaching the result, court does not overturn or modify its earlier cases involving fair use. So it was a very specific, limited um, holding. Um, it's not the uh, 10, 20, 30 pages sometimes you see in a decision. It was a nice short decision. So there you have it. Um, using and uh, borrowing a little bit of code for completely transforming something could be deemed a fair use. So if you're not sure, you need help with software copyright issue, software patent issue, Give us a call, Fair Use Defense. We've done a lot of cases involving fair use. Give us a ring. You know where to find us. On the web at attorneysteve.com. That's attorneysteve.com.
name and legal services. Thank you, Frontline Lisi, for that one. Have a great day. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, feel free to share it. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel, attorneystevevideos.com. We're getting close to 30,000 subscribers. Can you believe it? Wow. So get over and check that out, attorneystevevideos.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.